0: What's going on everybody this is the cover band confidential podcast the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less from atlanta georgia i am adam johnson and this week we have a very special co-host all the way from sunny chicago illinois <laughs> everybody please welcome adam runnels from the buzzworthies joining us how are you doing man i'm good how are you doing pretty good. We we got a, there was a little bit of a snafu on the scheduling. We got it all sorted and yep. uh, we're doing this a day earlier than we normally do, but that's good. It gives me time to kind of edit stuff and make sure it's nice and tight, which is nice. really what the what the people are going for.
1: So uh, how's it going, man? Things are good up here. They're starting to get somewhat back to normal. My guys and I have been gigging out pretty regularly. Uh, we've had the last couple weeks off uh, and then uh, I think we've got a gig coming up uh, maybe next weekend, a week, Yeah, next weekend, I believe. So uh, we we've been busy. Uh I mean we've been playing playing out 2 3 times a, a month from the the summer on here. Nice. So tell everybody a little bit about your band. Oh, uh so the Buzzworthies are a, um a 90s cover band. Um we do a lot of uh grunge, post-grunge, alternative um into like you know just like rock tunes from the 90s. So it's a four-piece the, the guys in the band Chris, Chris and Drew and uh, myself. I'm the uh, the lead singer and uh, rhythm guitarist. And uh, we've been together, I think it is this year, two or three years with, with this band. I've been gigging in Chicago for about uh, 11, 12 years now. Nice. You know, uh, so I, I think you have a, a good idea of a to land and everything up here. I've been itching to do a 90s project and, and it was right around the time, you know, 90s bands were really starting to pop off. So what do you think? put my hat in the, uh, or hat in the ring.
0: Yeah, I know of another, there's another 90s group up your way called Run Forest Run, and I've been in contact yeah. with their, uh, their drummer quite a bit, because he was helping us when we kind of started doing our 90s imprint. Uh, he helped me with a couple of tracks that they were doing and some medleys they were doing. So, uh, shout out to Run Forest Run as well. But, I mean, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is that I know at least three 90s bands in the Chicagoland area. Right. So it seems to me like, it, and actually, I was in Chicago, uh, 2019, I guess, before everything went kind of sideways. And there seemed to be like a very vibrant live music scene in the city. So, how would you describe COVID, notwithstanding? How would you describe the cover band market, the live music market in Chicago?
1: Chicago's Chicago's interesting because there's there's all these different subsets of of groups, and I'm I'm on one side of that fence. I'm on the I'm on the suburban cover band market scene, which Mm -hmm. is a completely different scene from anything that's going on in the city, cover band or even original. I mean, you'll, you'll, most of our original bands are at least playing a lot in the city. Um, And that's what a lot of that scene feels like. At least there, there are a good number of places that, that pull in cover and tribute bands and everything. But uh, when you're talking Chicago, I think there are, I don't even know the numbers, but the, the Chicago, like the Chicagoland region is millions and millions of people. So there's, you, you've even got submarkets in the suburbs here and everything It's kind of crazy. And then I'm sure like in Atlanta, it's similar, but like, you know, we get, we get offers or, or we consider offers from like an hour, hour and a half, you know, away because it's still on the outskirts of this market for us. So that can stretch us kind of thin sometimes uh, and feel a little like less focused, but you know, sometimes you find like a really nice place to play. That's, you know, a little ways out of the way. But yeah, it's it's nice, it's, it's definitely active here. Uh, again, COVID notwithstanding, but. Yeah, I mean, it seems like things are
0: kind of, like you said, they're kind of getting back to normal. But I wanted to talk about why you're here. So basically at the end of last week's episode, Dan was like, hey, I'm not gonna be here. And I was like, well, I need to figure something out. So I decided to reach out to the guys in the Patreon group and a small, brave set of guys uh, threw their hat in the ring, you being one of them. And then through very scientific methods, you picked a number one through 10 and then a random number generator picked you as the winner. So I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, the reason why you are here is because you're a part of the Patreon community and uh, you more or less won a contest. So
1: it's the first thing I've ever won in my life. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so um, as far as the Patreon thing goes, what kind of prompted you to to jump into this community specifically?
1: Actually, I believe, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think I was your first Patreon subscriber.
0: If nothing else, you're you're easily one of the first three. Sure,
1: the, the, the reason I remember is um, I actually wanted to donate to your Patreon, assuming you had one before you had one. <laughs> Uh, My personal philosophy is I like to like to support and encourage the things that I like, you know, podcasts, music, you know, uh, and the like. So to me, like, I think you even asked once in the uh, Patreon Slack, you're like, you know, hey, if we were if we were going to do anything to give out, you know, for. Specific tiers, like to encourage people to sign up, or or like you guys are already in there. What would you you know like to see? And I'm like, you know, I just like to be able to support, you know, support you guys already doing the thing that I want you to do. So right. uh, you know, I don't need any further uh, incentive, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So I, I tell you, you are you are in fact patron
0: numero uno, number one Woo! Uh, since October of 2018. Uh, How about that? Been, you've been one of the one of one of the main guys. So shout out for you know being the OG.
1: I think a couple months ago, I, I bumped it up into the ten dollars. I think for uh, when I signed up, you guys only had a five dollars tier, if I remember right. But yeah,
0: we we're just trying to figure out what what people are into, and and I think the I think the Slack channel has been a really great kind of incentive for people to kind of jump into the community part of it. We're very very thankful for your support, and this was a uh, a really great way to you know recognize that while also getting a chance to like let you know people hear about your story and you know what what you're, uh, totally. you're up to so you
1: can find communities on online uh and, and this is such a a niche thing and, and like my my day job is kind of a niche thing too so having people that you can talk to that know exactly what you're talking about or going through or whatever there's nothing like that and when you you know there there are some some online scenes that are a little too big that your comments get lost and even in your your facebook group and everything i'm, I'm not a huge poster but i i read a lot of it. Yeah. You know, I'm taking in all that information. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to uh, suss out what, what information I can, I can use to my advantage for that. What information I can impart, you know, I, I'm not completely silent on there. Yeah. So, you know, that that's nice. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't find that a lot. And, and furthermore on that Slack channel, it's, it's really nice because the handful of people that are on there, I can ask, you know, I can ask more in-depth questions and yeah. get what I think is a, not a more sincere answer, but a, it may be a more thought out answer or something. Yeah. Because we we're all kind of getting to know each other. It's not just Facebook randos or whatever. So
0: yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it. That it's it's gotten kind of serious. You know, we've we've had some really like vulnerable conversations. Right in that group about just like life stuff, which has been really surprising, but it's been awesome. It's just been one of those really great, I guess, side effects of trying to connect with the people who are, you know, who are listening to what we're doing. So, right. one thing I'm actually really excited about is that you came in guns blazing. You're like, I got stuff I want to talk about. So I'm, I'm ready to just <laughs> like shift gears and like talk about some things. So lay
1: it on me, man. You, you've got some stuff you wanted to, to start with. So yeah. why don't you kick it off? You know, I, uh, my band's been going pretty heavy and i've been thinking a lot about practice versus performance like balancing and th- just trying to find a happy medium with that we had back-to-back nights a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, we had a friday night um, at a place we've played three or four times before it's a place called mickey Finn's in libertyville illinois it's a great little like brew pub great beer always has a great crowd we love playing it's a tiny little dinky stage up at the front of the the venue but the whole venue is laid out in front of you it's always full of people it's always fun
0: yeah
1: so you know we go do that i think we had a two two and a half hour set that night played straight through no breaks Mm. no no problem
0: yeah
1: um you know it had been a week or two since we had played last we had a gig that got tacked on for the saturday after okay and the the saturday gig i think to everybody just felt like this afterthought there were things that were like only kind of sort of confirmed on it you know, stuff was just wishy-washy, and that's no fault of uh you know one of the guys in our band who's doing doing the booking, and everything. It was it was no fault of his own. He's just unresponsive owner and and things like that. And then you know we we show up and we had some miscommunication of the band who was supposed to bring what I actually forgot to bring a a couple floor monitors. Ooh. It was a whole mix up. But the uh, the venue the venue had floor monitors. Mm-hmm. I guess somebody had suggested to bring our own because they were probably going to be better with. Than what they had or, or whatever the the reasoning was you know mm-hmm. we we don't we don't use any I, iams in the band um we're all working on floor monitors we've been dabbling a little bit with it or talking with it mm-hmm. I actually think I'm gonna get into it more I kind of bounced off of them a couple years ago so anyway we we have this thing They they set up these floor monitors that were very very harsh and almost like too loud and uh just couldn't get things right as I'm beginning the first set I'm realizing. I don't think I've done, I mean, I did two and a half hours the night before. This was a three hour gig. Yeah. I haven't done five hours or five and a half hours and two nights back to back in a long time. Yeah. On top of all this, like the time, the time was mis and everything. I was out in the car warming up and they're like, Hey, are you guys, you know, come on. We're, you know, it was a whole thing. Yeah. So like part of what I've been talking, what I've been thinking about, uh, in part of what I wanted to talk to you about is twofold, I guess. In that scenario, like you as a singer, like I'm sure you've had moments on stage where you've. Even though you've warmed up or whatever, you just can't get your voice like over the over the hump. And you can feel like there's a point in your range where you're not like confident. Yeah. And you know, I'm a couple of songs into the set and I'm like, man, I've got a long road ahead of me. And I'm not, you know, I was starting to get like panicky, like yeah. scared. And that was a first for me. Like, I want to get out of here. I'm gonna do damage to my voice. Yeah. On top of all this, there were like four people there. <laughs> We had a uh you know, a banger of a night the night before and then we show up at this one, it's an hour and twenty minutes away or whatever, and there's like no one there.
0: Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna blow your voice out to you know, for nothing, basically. For nothing,
1: <laughs> right? It's basically, you know, you know, how how do you handle that balance of not stressing your voice and, and getting warmed up and cooled down and all that?
0: So I guess the first thing I would ask is when did you feel like you weren't going to be a hundred percent on the second gig? Was it like the morning of? Was well, it- you know,
1: it's like a, it's a morning after the gig where like even on nights where I've done a warm up and cool down, I still feel like I sang the night before. Yeah.
0: And, and like, what is the stress point on your voice that you feel like you're doing that's wearing you out at the end of the show?
1: I, I think in this particular instance, there's a lot of things that worked against me with the bad monitoring, everything I was yeah. um, I was pushing harder than I should have that of all nights should have been the night that I needed my voice in my head mm-hmm. to be able to like manage my voice better. Yeah. Uh, so, so that wasn't there. I even told my band members, I think I started to slip into like a little bit of a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Like I was, fr- I was freaking out a little bit oh, yeah. because I had no escape. And that. I'm looking at the four people that are there when I should have just been like, I'm sorry, yeah, I can't do And refunded their free cover charge.
0: Well, there you go. The thing about, being a vocalist is that, yeah, I mean you're kind of out there without a net, and if you don't have it, there's not a whole lot that can be done in those circumstances you've got to you've got to try to do the preventative stuff before you get in that situation because, like you were saying, like by the time you got three songs in, it was it was too late right it wasn't anything that that could be done, so as far as stuff that you can do as a vocalist to mm-hmm. Try to stay out of those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. Things like earplugs in the gig bag, just grab a set and have a set handy. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you have bad monitors or no monitors, that's going to be your best bet, is at least to be able to know where you are.
1: Right. Because you're you're at least getting a little bit of your head residence kind of exactly.
0: So that would be the first thing I would suggest. I've done so many stupid things when I've been in that situation, I remember at some point in my early 20s, like if I was having a bad vocal night, I would just start smoking. I feel like singing is like pitching. You can have the mechanics figured out, but if your head's not in the game, right. you're going to throw wild all night. Right. Uh, and there was something like, well, I can just smoke a cigarette and it's going to like tighten my vocal cords up because <laughs> it's damaging them, but right. that's somehow going to fix this or it's going to uh, at least get me through. It's terrible advice. It's and it's there's nothing scientific about that. That's not true. That will not work.
1: It might not be scientific, but it's very punk rock.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's definitely <laughs> the thing you you should not do. But as a twenty year old, you know, trying to sing Velvet Revolver tunes is like right. the right choice. Also, somehow, it's just something that that happens over time. Is that I don't really run into as many vocal issues as I used to because. I've just kind of figured out how to do what we do consistently. Um, And honestly, in-ear monitors fixed it. And I I hate to say that, but it really is the reality of it. I believe it, yeah. Because when you can hear yourself, you don't do a lot of the things that rock singers tend to do, which is like when I sing, hi, I pull the mic away because I have to push harder. Well, when you can hear yourself, you don't have to do that. And you also tend to push less air. So it was one of those weird things where I just started being like just a singer. And I had just gotten my in-ear rig set up where I could do it at clubs. And I don't know, it was a couple of gigs into this new project. Some old dude walked up to me, he goes, you want to know how I know you know what you're doing? And I was like, oh geez, I was like, what? He goes, the microphone stays in front of your face the whole time. And when you sing hi, it's it's still right there. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I think what he was trying to say is that like you figured out the control thing and you don't have right. to use amplitude to move your voice where you need it to go. Right, right. So that was the thing that worked for me. It's the thing that fixed a lot of stuff. Now, do I still have off nights? Yeah, for sure. If I don't drink enough water, water's the thing that really, right. you know, fixes everything. And if I can help it, I'll I try to avoid drinking before the gig. I may right crack a beer or two during the first set or after the first set because that one's not going to hit me until the end right. of the second set anyway. So, as long as you're you've got your head in the game, it tends to take care of itself. But yeah, in the moment, you can only do what lead singers do in those moments, which is change the melody or it would have been incredibly depressing for you to just throw the mic out to the four guys in the audience. <laughs> you could have done that. It's right. a thing to do. It's a choice that you could make. Right, but
1: just Vince Neal my way through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it has to stop <laughs> Vince Neal. No. Until he falls over and breaks his ribs. Right. But I think the, the moral of the story is don't get yourself in that situation in the first place. Right. That's really the only way to, to avoid it. You know,
1: you hit on something there too, like the having your head in the game mm-hmm. is so pivotal. And I think of all the things that went wrong during that particular gig, that was probably the biggest thing. And, I, and not even for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have those where where you're like looking at the guys and it's just not clicking and something's not right. This whole thing, we were just kind of, we kind of dragged ourselves in there. When your head's not in the game, you're not thinking about supporting your breath properly. And you're not, after a song or two, And because no one was there, the, the bar was kind of right out in front of us. And I walked over to the bar in between songs while uh, I'm talking to the crowd and I asked for a, A shot of Jack and I'm like, maybe I can get, you know, just one shot will help me, you know, open that up. And it felt like it worked for about a song. And then I'm right back in the weeds. It was just, I don't know, it was just this horrible feeling that I I've never had that before. You know, I've always been able to push through things. And it was just one of those where I was like staring at my own vocal mortality (laughs) where I'm like, I'm going to ruin my voice if I do this you know too long we ended up you know cutting the gig short and everything there are things maybe we need to do differently going going forward for something like this but tonight we just need to end it
0: if i was in that situation i feel like my move would have been put a set of earplugs in and like disassociate close my eyes and like just focus on yeah i'm going to do these things and I'm going to do them the best that I can. And I'm not going to try and push too hard. I'm just going to perform the attack. Yeah, push
1: my way through this, yeah.
0: But like, and not necessarily push, because push is what the, implies like, I'm going to
1: use- push- Yeah, not or, strain, but yeah.
0: More a matter of like, I need to really go Zen in this situation right. and, and I'm going to shut everything out and just focus on this this one thing and try to not focus on all of the other things.
1: right? It was interesting. It was one of those things in the aftermath. The whole the whole night was bad. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't met up with the guys since. By the time we we practice next, we're gonna have a gig in a few days, and we just need to pull it together and yeah and all that. So the first little bit of adversity this band has had, we've we've actually been on a really good like upward trajectory. And, you know, the, the COVID and all that kind of dampened things a bit, but we're gaining traction and momentum and everything. Yeah. And, you know, last thing I want to do is is take off a bar owner because, you know, we cut a set short or something.
0: Well, every band's going to run into some sort of adversity. And the best thing that you can do is, whether you, guys, whether you talk about it at rehearsal or, you know, you just send an email out, it's probably a good idea to clear the air before the next time you get together or the next time you play show and say, sure. these are the things that, didn't go right at this last gig and then just try to like air all that stuff out. Not necessarily like in a blame way, but be like, sure, you know, communication was bad and we had issues with talking with the venue and the gear wasn't dialed in right. and the monitor mixes weren't working. And all of these things work together to cause this discouraging moment. What can we do moving forward to prevent any of these things? Any of that, of yeah. yeah. So Communication is is the main thing, and also like just be like, I know I wasn't my best, and right. you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to throw anybody else under the bus, but like it shows good leadership, it shows humility, it shows self awareness. Those are all things that singers tend to lack, so <laughs> maybe it's right. just a good thing to start the conversation or at least get the um, open the channel.
1: There was definitely a mea culpa on on my part. I didn't to explain to you guys like this. I apologize. Like this is something I've never encountered, and. Uh, especially because I'm, I'm really the only strong singer in the group. It wasn't like, I'm like, take it away, boys. You know, like yeah. somebody just do a song while I go and go into the bathroom and try to, you know, rewarm up or something. Yeah. Um. You get all this perspective after stuff like that. I mean, it was four people there. You're right. I could have probably just zoned out and like even sung horribly or quietly yeah. or whatever, like who's going to know half the people that were there knew us anyway. I yeah. think there were more, there were probably eight people there, but Um, you know, like it's interesting being in a band and and like having to work together with three, four or five other people or whatever and, you know, get everybody's schedules to mesh together and everybody's personalities to mesh together, at least work. I've gotten a glimpse of what it's like to be in one of those bands where there's so much uh, like turmoil between the members, but there's this feeling that the music and everything. Is so good that that's why they keep coming together and making the music. They just can't stand each other. Yeah, I've seen some of that with with bands over the years. Where you're like, mm, man, this guy like kind of gets on my nerves, but man, we make really good music together.
0: Yeah, I would say find the lesson in the bad gig and then just kind of like walk it off. Right, that would be what I would suggest. You know.
1: Right. All right, next question. Let's let's do it. As we were kind of talking about practice before, I've had bands in the past that wanted to practice you know, twice a week sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand wanting to be, to be good and, and put a good product forward, but to like practice twice to gig, you know, twice a week to gig, you know, and that band was like once a month, Yeah, once or twice a month was, you know, consider, we weren't considering ourselves like hobby grade musicians where we're just playing to drink beer and then maybe we'll play a show every now and again. The goal was to play out, but I feel like I have a, uh, I have a shelf life on a lot of these songs where like the band you're in, uh, or, or in members only, I'm sure you've played some of those songs a thousand times. Yeah, And I always wonder how like Mick Jagger does it. He's probably done, uh, some of his songs 4,000, 5,000 times. <laughs> like I can't imagine. So to me, like we're getting better at stuff, but I've had current band members, past band members who want to like go over everything and, and go through an entire song every time and get that repetition in, which does build a nice tight band. But I'm like burning that wick on like me being able to tolerate this song. Yeah. You know, if we're going to do it uh every time we play and then every time we practice. So what what
0: is an example of one of those songs in your set?
1: There's nothing that I'm really like um fed up with, but there there are some songs that I just feel like we have on lock at this point and to me like playing them uh a couple times a month when we're gigging out is practice enough because we played them so much yeah and in a lot of in a lot of those cases they're just really like four on the floor you know three or four chord songs that are like pretty easy no complicated bridge or anything it's just you know so it's just going through the motions of doing this song again one in particular like we play "Alive" live by Pearl Jam yeah uh, almost always end uh our longer sets with it so you know it's it's one that we have down you know, we, we are really well, we've done quite a bit and we have it down really well.
0: The idea of rehearsal is to make sure that you are performance ready. And if you're performance ready, then you don't necessarily need the rehearsal unless things are changing, you're adding new things. Right. Like members Only does not rehearse a whole lot. You know, we might get a rehearsal in once a month maybe, because most of what we're doing, we've been doing. Right. we're bringing new players in, we have people subbing out. Maybe we'll we'll get together just to make sure that they're comfortable. Sure. But there is definitely a saturation point, and it can, like, I I don't know what we would do with two weekly rehearsals. Like, it doesn't make sense. Sure, sure. (laughs) Now, if the 80s band, the 90s band, the pop punk band, and the top 40 band were all gigging out full time, then yeah, it would make sense because we would be onboarding new material, we would be, you know, tightening things up and we would be covering a massive amount of, of material. But in reality, the 80s band is the one that does the most work and the other things get rehearsals when they need them. So, you know, most of the time it's not really necessary. Got it. You just got to find the balance. And you also need to find what the other members of the band are looking to get out of that time together. Because... It could just be social, and that's fine. But like you're saying, like you know, time is precious for some of us. You know, it's it's hard to line schedules up. And if you're just doing it just to do it, then set the expectation ahead of time.
1: Sure, it is in service of making us like this is one of the tighter bands I've been in, and I I am really proud of how well we onboard things, and in, in that, it's very evident that you know every member's done their homework, and and you know that's a good feeling when you go to rip a song for the first time and you're like okay well there's a couple little parts that we need to you know go over and we need to get this into muscle memory but like wow that was their first time yeah you know the guys I'm playing with you know we're all hobby musicians none of us went to school for music and and we have varying degrees and and I'm sure you playing in In uh, various bands and with other people over time, you've you've run into that. I think we're we're all utilizing each other's talents really well and playing to our strengths and not to our weaknesses. I think we do a really good job with that. There is something to be said to just having that time. Like we we take our rehearsals seriously and we we don't generally goof off. Yeah, you know maybe we stop in between you know every third or fourth songs. You know discuss some things, but. See how the families are doing, but <laughs> mostly
0: uh, members only rehearsals are onboarding new songs, playing with subs, and then playing butt rock riffs in between. Just,
1: the... <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm the person that does it. I'm I'm the I'm the the troublemaker in that one. Somebody's trying to like ask a legitimate question about song structure, and I just hit <laughs> that that chord from Blind that chord song day 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 and immediately our drummers just riding the uh, hitting the that right, bell, or the,
1: the bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hat and limp biscuit riffs. That's it. That's all we do.
1: I feel like for certain members of our band, it's it's for the, the confidence of of knowing 100 percent that we have it down. Yeah. And a lot of times I feel like we already do. I'm afraid of like snuffing the magic out of some of the there's already some songs you go in, you're like, this one again. But like, you know, we onboard a couple songs every couple months or so. It's not yeah. like we're and, and and we really try to kind of polish those up, you know, once we determine that they're keepers and then, you know, we'll work on them till they're ready. And, and those practices are good for that. You know, we will get into more challenging things like um, you know, we've done some tool and things like that. We do a uh, sound garden fell on black days. And like the timing on that, like just mm-hmm. figuring all that. We worked on the on that for quite a while and we we almost had it like you know, 95%. And we we got it to where we were happy with it. And it, it shows off what we can do. We, we yeah. do like to showcase what what our guys can do. Again, it's just like balance with me where I'm, I, I don't want to kill it. I don't want to like smother it and kill it. But I also want to be well-practiced for stuff. Playing to
0: clicks is is one of those things that does make it a lot easier to kind of pick things out because it is consistent every time. And it's you don't have to worry about if the drummer's natural, you know, meter is going to start right. the song at the right the right tempo it does kind of take some of the guesswork out of it um and if you're not running that kind of setup then yeah it 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 is important to kind of figure that out because i've definitely been in bands where we don't play to a click and you're you do have to kind of like you're telling the drummer to speed up or slow down and it's like it's this thing It, it can take forever to kind of get that sorted out so i totally get what you're saying
1: And that's, and that's how I know, like our drummer's solid. He, I don't think we've ever had to worry about time. In fact, shoot, there was, oh, we were playing Everlong and I started it and I went too. (laughs) I started it too fast because I I did the opening guitar riff. And, uh, that was the first time, like, you know, we played hundreds of songs together. It was the first time I remember like when you're singing and, and you're just a little too fast and you're trying to like, you're like, no, this isn't, I'm tripping over the words here. Yeah. Like we do, uh, um. Oh shoot, Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, give it away now. Yep. And if you play that 4 BPM too fast as a vocalist, you know it, yeah. It's it's. <laughs> We've done that a couple times in practice. For sure.
0: I'm actually, I'm I'm learning it for our our gig on the uh, on the 19th, and I'm have to yeah, I have to do the the guitar part and the vocal part. So yeah, that's a
1: that's a whole other ball of wax. I can't even imagine. I'm just singing on that one. I don't have to worry about the guitar, and I it's fine, and I can get through it just fine at a normal tempo. And uh, there have been a couple times I think um, the tempo was consistent, but we were maybe a little a little ahead, yeah. uh, on the BPM and. <laughs> you know, I'm like spitting all the words out and I can't try and get my breath in and all that. So.
0: It's, well, it's the give it away. It's the, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, there's no break. You yeah. get, you get a guitar solo, which is this long and then you get another guitar solo, which is half that size. That's it. That's the only time you're not talking in that song.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. We're hitting a pretty solid time frame, So we'll, we'll, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Is there any parting words you'd like to offer to anybody who's listening out there or. Uh, anything you'd like to to add before you uh we sign off for this week no man
1: i'd say uh join that patreon like we have really good conversations in there you know you get to see some of the like batch channel workings of the the podcast and everything and mike Schulte's is usually in there spouting some some wisdom and it's it's a neat little group i, I really like uh checking
0: in on it. Well, once again, man, I, I appreciate you stepping up and volunteering to, uh, to co-host this week. You came in with, the, with some heat. And so we, we got some good stuff to talk about. And uh, hopefully that's beneficial for everybody who's listening. I mean, I, I've definitely been in both of those scenarios before, and I, I know they're super relatable. So really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule to hang out with me for an episode. Maybe, maybe for we'll me. do it again sometime.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: I know there were a couple of other guys in the group that were chomping at the bit to get to do this. And, you know, it seems like we'll, uh, we'll have other opportunities to you know? yeah, yeah. other guys from the group, uh, hop in to do th- some co-host. And so once again, Adam Runnels from the Buzzworthies in Chicago. Thank you very much for being here this week.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. I'm going to go ahead and call it from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. Go ahead and do the thing
1: from Chicago, Illinois. I'm Adam Runnels.
0: You've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast for the week of November 12th, 2021. Have an awesome week. And that's how you
2: rock more and suck less. Hey listener. This is Adam Moskowitz of the van band out of South Florida. Yes. Another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan on behalf of cover band confidential. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast. So this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five star review, you share this episode with your musician friends and you throw a screenshot on your story and you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their patreon page for real send them some digital coins and when you do that you'll get access to the slack back channel which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band the wins the losses the behind the scenes goodness if you play at least once a month for money all i'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAN. That's vam band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at vanband.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm gonna go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing!